Welcome to the Sketchy Podcast. This is the first podcast ever of Sketchy Podcast. And there is only a few episodes that you ever get to have a first with. And and you know what? I've done podcasting for a number of years. And this is, a, this is there are a few chances I get at this. So let me just welcome you to the first episode, dear listener. Welcome! Welcome! Feels like the first time. It is the first time. Yeah! And yeah. like all first times, like all of your cherries are about to be popped simultaneously. So I'm, I'm just going to take my time with you, baby. All right. We're less than a minute in. We've offended everybody. Well, that's the point of uh, Sketchy. Sketchy. Ooh, tell me more. Tell me more. Sketchy is a very offensive idea. I'm fully on board with the idea no, that no, we no, should no. offend people. I think Sketchy is a noble idea. And a very offensive implementation. <laughs> right. Right? It was a high-minded idea at the end of the day. It was all about trying to promote ideas like free speech and the need for artists to express themselves in a environment without fear of repercussions or retribution. The but duty really, of artists to uh, further society and challenge our viewpoints. Right. I mean, art has to be subversive in order for it to be useful for us. It has to challenge our views, challenge society, cha- challenge powerful institutions and individuals. But in the process of doing this, there's no guarantee that we're going to be civil about it or that we're going to be high-minded about it. I think we can guarantee we won't be civil, actually. If you look at the name, sketchy, <laughs> it says a lot, you know. When you think about... A little bit sketchy. It's a little bit sketchy. Yeah, what, and really, when we talk about every single topic that we're ever going to mention on the Sketchy Podcast, there is a underlying sketchiness to it all. So, Right. How do we decide what to talk about on Sketchy? I guess that you could describe Sketchy as being a bit of a piece of me. So everything that bothers me, or that bugs me, we're going to talk about it. And it turns out that there's an infinite amount of those things in the world, be it alcohol or, I mean, any drug prohibition that we decide that we need to implement or... Whether it be our attitudes towards free censorship. speech and censorship. So there's... Trust me when I say that there's nothing on earth in which I don't have an opinion about. But it's not just about my opinion. Because lo and behold, I think that only having opinions is a big giant load of bullshit. You should have facts. You should uh, have some facts. Things that people can trust. In your you job. should have facts and you should have collaborators. So Sketchy's not just a magazine, right? It's, it's actually a magazine. What is a magazine? A magazine isn't... It's like a new concept. Back in the old days, you know, like, when people invented the magazine, I don't know if you've ever read an old magazine, but kind of, a magazine is a bit like the internet before the internet existed. Oh, there's some good old ones. Remember Omni Magazine? Oh, yeah. That was crazy. So if you opened up a magazine, it had a whole bunch of editorials. It had the occasional story. It had... Um, mail bags and stuff like that. People writing in. Weird have their personal opinions. section in the back. Yeah, exactly. Sketchy. And a whole bunch of pop-up ads and fucking untrustworthy links. Just the kind of (laughs) stuff that the internet really is and a lot of pornography. So, a magazine in the old days was kind of like our preview for the internet. But now that the internet is around, I guess that for a while we all thought, well, we don't need no stinking magazine anymore. The internet is like a magazine. But, well, you can't really feel and touch the goddamn internet yet can you it's not the same you know like how many of you out there love books just the way they are you know like the old school feel paper in your fucking hands touch it and shit how many of you like physical books how many of you have books at home i have books at home uh they're they're cool i guess Oh, it's not to say that you're not going to have the electronic <laughs> version of it. Sure, sure. But in today's world, 
the magazine is about bridging the gap between different kinds of media. So we have we have obviously the internet version, you know, like the electronic version, which you need to have. So the podcast. Well, I mean, no, no. I'm talking just PDF. So oh, the PDF. magazine itself comes in a PDF form, electronic form. If you're a subscriber, you will have already received, by the time you listen to this first episode, your first issue of Sketchy, uh, the Sketchy magazine. So you already have the electronic version. But we're not just working on the electronic version. We're also doing the physical version and these cool podcasts. So every single magazine comes with four podcasts that we produce. And each podcast will be different topics and different kind of, let's say, little sections that we include. Just all of that is what the magazine is. It's an endless entertainment in different media formats, be they video, audio, or magazine that you read while you're taking a shit. And all the all the art, all the stories. Uh, very nice. All the art, all the stories... Uh, everything that goes into Sketchy Magazine is in some way sketchy, right? This is stuff that irks us. This is stuff that your fellow artists produce. We're talking about sketchy stuff. Well, I think that for me, the word sketchy just basically means that you're not a. It's something you're you're not afraid to produce. It's you're you know something that you're you think might be controversial or a little bit edgy. And I think that we know that in today's world, like. I don't know. It, 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 we were more censored than we used to be. And part of that censorship is self-censorship, where some people are afraid to post cartoons depicting, uh, you know, Mohammed because they're afraid they're going to be murdered. Or some people are just afraid to say stuff that might hurt or, you know, insult others because they think that if they do so, they're going to be shamed or lambasted or what have you. So I think that there is a lot of people who are just kind of generally feeling that they don't have a safe space to just say what the fuck is on their mind and at the end of the day not necessarily get judged for it. You know what I mean? Right. To be able to just laugh a little bit at life. Laugh at the things we think are sketchy. Well, to say things that are fucking sketchy. You know, every once in a while you're going to say something that's kind of dickish or cruel or mean. And maybe you didn't mean all of it at that time. But ultimately, I think what's important in today's society is that we have a little bit more honesty. You know, when you try to shame people for saying something that, you know, might sound insensitive, you're guaranteeing that no one's really ever going to have an honest conversation. Because who really wants to have an honest conversation if every single point is going to be analyzed to death? If they're going to be made to feel ashamed of it or forced by fucking social media or anybody else to fucking apologize for words said in the heat of the moment. And I'm like, I don't think that should be necessary. I a lot think of people you should have a fucking free area where all you can just say shit. Maybe you didn't mean it or whatever, but it's fine. You know, there's this idea floating around. It's not new, but more than ever after the Charlie Hebdo attacks uh, that, you know, maybe we shouldn't offend people. Maybe we should be more politically correct. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I think there's this attitude that if you don't rock the boat, that essentially you, you know, the peace will, you know, we can experience peace in our time. And I think that that's the same kind of limited, um, you know, narrow vision that basically led to the kinds of conflicts that we had in the 21st or 20th century. Look, if you, if I was to tell you what was the biggest problem with Europe for a long time, and I would say it's this notion that they thought, well, as long as we have this. As long as we tolerate one another, 
um, then it'll be all fine. But really, toleration is just to say, listen, I'm going to let you do whatever the fuck you're doing, and you know, and as long as it doesn't really get in my face. But that's just that's not a reality. I mean, well, it eventually you... boils and reaches ahead, yeah. and uh, and really doesn't end well. Um, well, eventually there is a clash. I mean, eventually, the more individuals are separated from one another, the more likely they are to kind of diverge in completely different directions, and all of a sudden they'll intersect again, and maybe that intersection isn't exactly a fucking peaceful one. Well, can you imagine a world where we argued a lot more, the level of discourse and debate was way higher, but we fought less because we we got our anger and our, our conflicting viewpoints out in this safe world of ideas and art and conversation and debate. How much more peaceful would, would life be? Well, it's weird because... It certainly you, would be outwardly more peaceful. Do we have a world that's now safer to discuss ideas or not? And I would say that it, it's kind of a world that's in flux, changing. Maybe five or six years ago, I would say that the bright-eyed me would say, this is a world in which ideas can really like stand on their own. But actually, I find that these days, it's less about ideas and more about identity politics. Like, whatever group is able to galvanize themselves and have a bigger, like a stronger bully pulpit from which they can fucking scream whatever issues they have, you know, on their minds at any given time or shame whatever group that they don't like or just feel morally superior. I think that there's plenty of individuals not willing to engage in, in, with others and more likely to engage with their own echo chamber. They want other people to believe in everything they fucking do. And as soon as you don't, they want to marginalize and cut you out of this. This is why dialogue is essentially non-existent anymore. Because we can live in a world in which every, everyone that surrounds us, all of our little online friends and support groups, can believe the exact same fucking thing that we do. So why is there a need for dialogue anymore? You don't need to fucking hang around with anybody that disagrees with you. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds wonderful. That sounds like a fucking kind of... Wonderful place to live where everybody agrees. Sounds like it's really important to fit in in those groups more than (laughs) anything else. So let's rewind for a second. I mean, you're uh, you're a podcaster. You've had a a good run with the Good Atheist and uh, Mixed Martial Art podcast. Been podcasting for eight years. Since he was born. I've done over 500 podcasts in that period of time. That's insane. The total amount of times that all of those podcasts have been downloaded probably exceed about 2 million times. Wow. So there's a lot of motherfucking ears that have heard And those, that. for those who aren't familiar with uh, Jacob 14's work, these are not lightweight podcasts. These are hour-long, intensive, intensively researched uh, religious uh, podcasts or about atheism, um, dealing with some heavy subject matter. And I guess before that, it was mostly uh, fight linker type. type oh well, stuff. you see, I, well I did. You know, it's like sports casting. Mm-hmm. Sports casting. That's a bit lighter. More. It's much lighter. And so, plus, <laughs> you can be a jackass. You can talk out of your butt, and nobody's gonna do <laughs> fact checking because it's all opinion based. Right. Like, who's gonna knock out which motherfucker? Who, who cares? At the end of the day. So my my first question for you is, what is it about podcasting that that you like doing, or maybe that you're successful at? makes you successful at how do you how do you gather so many listeners i guess that uh if there's one thing i'm good at is just talking my fucking ass off 
<laughs> at the end of right. the day, at the end of the day, really, when you're listening to a show, what you want is someone who can talk and entertain you. Everything else doesn't really matter. I mean, it's most of the people who are going to be listening to us are going to be working out. They're in their car. They're bored of shit. They just need someone. You better not be doing anything sketchy. Yeah, well, don't do anything that's really like requires a lot of your concentration because that is a mistake. But I think that mostly we live in a society in which there are a lot of people out there that are kind of lonely. They're not engaged in the kind of intense stimulating discussions that they wish they were engaged in. Well, this is, you know, a lot of us live in cities, most of us do, and a lot of us have a commute where you'd rather be listening to something interesting, kind of a mental magazine, than or reading something interesting, rather than just listening to the sound of the bus brakes. You know, that nice little moment in the day where you have a laugh and you're... Uh, you know, you're you're absorbing some content you actually like. I I think that's for me anyway is what podcasts uh, do. Uh, well, well, you, you here's and the audio books. I produce them, but if anybody listens to podcasts, that would be you, sir. Yeah, you know, and I, I listen to podcasts that's around uh, that that center around subjects I like. Uh, of course, the world of tech, uh, the world of uh, movie making, the world of science. These are all things that. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm a fanboy, so Apple Podcasts. You know, those are things that I like to listen to because I get my content through my ears. I know I I never do this. I, dig I never. That. I, I dig don't that. fucking listen to podcasts. Uh, Can't stand them. There you go. <laughs> Can't stand them. I don't um, like them. So another question I had is, yeah. why did you decide to? Uh, why did you decide to create uh, the magazine or uh, with with other artists? So you're an artist too. You draw. A lot of people have seen your artwork on the cover of the DVD uh, for the Good Atheist. Or the book. Or the book. The uh, the Jake rewrote the Bible. Oh right, this is the first episode. Right. Nobody knows that. Nobody I wrote knows. A book. <laughs> oh, I rewrote the Bible. No big deal. Right. No biggie. From an atheist <laughs> perspective, so you can imagine how. Uh, well, it's more like high I, the fidelity. It's is. a satirical retelling of the Bible. That's the best <laughs> way that I can put it. Satirical, Offensive. not in the sense that I make anything up. But in the sense that the way it's written is not intended to uh, uh, sacralize it, let's just say. I'm, I'm just trying to put the story out there. That's so all. when you did that work, that took at least a year, maybe two, two years. Two yeah, years. Two years. Uh, that was a one-man show. You did all the art. You did all the writing. You had some help editing and, and such. But uh, why did you decide to include other artists in the uh, production of Sketchy Magazine? Because the first, first edition, if you haven't seen it already... Features some pretty cool art from uh, a couple other guys. Well, over the years of doing my Good Atheist and other podcasts, I've kind of gotten fans. Uh, and sometimes you get a fan that has just as much fucking talent as you do. hey and And uh, so what happened is that, you know, I, obviously the, the guys that had the most talent, I just, you know, we talked and we established friendships. And some of them I started working on projects with. Now, the thing about... Me is that I'm, a, I'm I have endless ideas, right? Every day I come up with like two or three ideas. This is my curse. And the one thing that I d do know about a lot of artists, say visual artists, is that they don't necessarily have a ton of ideas. Visual artists are people who obsess about, you know, like the well, their art. You know, they'll be drawing every day. They'll be trying to, you know, just develop new techniques or whatever. So within that time, you're not always developing storylines and so on and so forth so i thought well look i've got a ton of ideas i know a shitload of talented artists and i'm very good at organizing things 
So I thought, what? I could bring this all together. And also, let me just say that when you're trying to make a magazine, you don't want to do all the work, okay? <laughs> it's a lot of work, a fucking magazine. There's a, the first one, Sketchy Magazine, Volume 1, that's almost 30 pages worth of content. That is, you know, that's a quarter or fifth of a fucking book right there working on a magazine. So I thought, why don't I bring a few other artists in? Uh, all I got to do is pay them a little bit, and then they'll produce some fucking fantastic work. So over time, like as the magazine grows, I can bring in more artists, more money that comes in, because there are so many talented artists that want to work and that no one wants to pay them. Like, that's the reality, dude. Yeah. Like, and nobody wants to pay people for shit. Even even a small, like, token amount is enough to to justify, you know, sometimes getting up in the morning and putting effort into... Uh, into producing some art. Art is well, do you want to do you want to know the two biggest fucking complaints that every artist, every cartoonist, comic book artist, what's what do you think their biggest complaint is? That's tough. Uh, I don't know. It's all been done. Or uh... number one, not getting paid on time. Ouch. There are almost no fucking artists that get paid right when they're supposed to get paid. What? What? They get jerked around for a fucking long time. Sometimes they never get paid, or if they do, it'll be like a fucking year later. It's ridiculous. In what job or profession is that acceptable? There are not many professions where you would accept that. Like, right. hey, we want you to work for a few months um, as an administrator for this company, but at the end of it, we don't really know where we're going to pay you. Listen, uh, we'll call you. Yeah. Yeah. C- could could you um, solve all these equations and then maybe we'll pay you? Maybe. Right. <laughs> and then if we can sell the results, then we'll think of giving you a cut. But uh, we're going to pay ourselves first. And there's, a, there's not a lot of jobs where the majority of the people applying for these jobs are going to be offered <clears throat> zero money to have their work displayed. Whatever right. the fuck that means. <laughs> I get this offer all the time. Be like, oh, we're going to show yeah. off your work. It'll be good for your career as an artist. Uh, nah, not bloody likely. How about you pay me and that'll be great for my career as an artist. Well, there's a lot of... Now, wait, what's the other complaint? That, uh... Okay, so the other complaint is that they, they don't get a lot of respect. Okay, yeah, like, fair enough. See, the, th- the other thing, too, that I wanted in my magazine was that it's true that the artists that I work with... Obviously, I'm, I'm giving them a bit of a mandate and saying, I want you to work on something that's kind of controversial, and once in a while, we might have a few ideas kicking around. But the most important thing is for them to have their own artistic freedoms. Like, right. they have to have their own space and their own choices. Like, I'm not the kind of guy who says, you have to do it exactly like this, blah, 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 blah. But you like, give them enough like of a, an idea what is expected, that they have some constraints. Because I, I, uh, I know a few artists who think that the... The blank page is like the bane of their existence. They could draw anything or they could sculpt anything or whatever. But having a purpose, having a specific thing to work on is often uh, enough to get them going. Well, see, this is why I said this is the easy part for me because I could find an artist and I'm like, I have a few ideas. Here's what I'd like for you to do. And what what kind of input can you bring? Well, a good example would be the Skeptic Al comic book. This is a, one of the features... In the magazine, is at the back of the magazine. This is something I worked on with another artist, and he's a very talented comic book artist. Now, his skill is in character creation, right? Like, character design and character 
integrate, whatever. This is not my strength. My strength is writing storyline and, you know, coming up with plot lines, that kind of stuff. So when I was working with him, I said, okay, here are the, here are the characters, here are their names. But I didn't have an idea of what they would look like. He's, he's the one who brought in that sort of like the design elements. And the thing is, when you do a story like a graphic novel or a comic book, even how a character look looks will kind of influence the the the, the that character himself like right. so i wanted him i wanted another artist to provide kind of like different information that i might not be aware of i didn't want every element to be chosen by me i wanted someone else to bring like <laughs> the personality the yeah, yeah, just the just, look, the feeling. Or or even more than that is when we write a script together, sometimes he'll say, ah, "I don't really like this. Can you re- reword this?" And and we'll have like back and forth about it. And that's I think is what's important because if it's just you, you you know, you're never having to fucking challenge yourself. Right. You're never having to make compromises. You're always everything is the way you wanted it. Well, that's not always a good story or good storytelling tool. Sometimes you need your own limitations. So working with other, with other artists, they give me different tools to work with, like characterizations, different ideas. So I get to not work alone, which is fucking nice. So on the outside, you, you could say Sketchy Magazine is, uh, is a force to represent free speech and uh, fight this suppression of ideas that's happening all over the world. But on the inside, it's really like an artist's workshop, essentially. Yeah, it's a like, grab bag of different ideas. Yeah, we were talking earlier about magazine one, volume one, having sort of a, you know, uh, what is it, a swing kind of feeling to it. Yeah, it's got an jazzy, old school, old school nineteen. It, it almost seems like it's it's nineteen forties, nineteen fifties look, kind just, of a spy theme a little bit. But volume two uh, will probably be quite different. Yeah, volume two will be. We might be doing science fiction. There's a number of genres that I want to experiment with. And this is another thing about Sketchy Magazine. It's not just one type of magazine. We're going to be doing a lot of different genres because, again, I'm teaming up with different artists. Some artists I'm teaming up with are poets. We're going to do a fucking magazine that's all poetry. So it's just... What I'm doing is I'm trying to go out and I'm trying to find different artists that want to work together and that you know, and who believe that fundamentally the most important thing about art is that it has no real limitations that it doesn't matter if it you know if it offends somebody it's actually doing something fucking right for a change you know what i mean like i don't want easy safe shit that's for another magazine sketchy i want just all the fucking cutting edge daring motherfucking shit listen to sketchy read sketchy you'll build up your mental immune system well look i mean <laughs> Um, one of the podcasts we're going to be doing, we're going to do uh, the history of free speech. This is going to be a hell of a long podcast. We're talking maybe two hours. We're going to cover cover all the way from Rome to uh, medieval uh, England and the Magna Carta, all the way to the invention of the printing press, to fucking uh, the Declaration of Independence and beyond. So we're going to be talking a lot about that the history of people saying whatever the fuck they want and how brief and limited and special this fucking period of time is and why it's so fucking precious. Right, how it's not it's not something you're born with. It's something oh, you have to fight for. It's it definitely is. It's yeah. a right you have to exercise or else uh, it will be squashed. 
it well it can be squashed in a way in it it can be washed Stamped away out. you know like the same way it could be eroded you know like the Grand right. Canyon somebody could just carve a big fucking chunk through it and it can become utterly meaningless and pointless so you know as the one right that I think trumps almost every other right that you have because without the ability to speak about your rights all your rights are meaningless like this is your first this is your most important one if you can't fucking speak your mind there are no other rights to speak of really fundamentally so that's the kind that's the reason why we're always so fucking up at arms and sketchy will always take a pretty fucking fundamentalist stand that's that might be the most fundamentalist thing we could say about free speech. Right. We do not really believe in any barriers and limitations. Mm-hmm. And the podcast we're going to be talking about, we'll deal with that. What are the the harm principle, the offense principle, all the ways, the philosophical underpinnings of free speech and its own limitations. So we're going to be talking about that. But we have a ton of sections right. that we've so been designing. Maybe we'll wrap this uh, little intro up in a, in a minute, but... Uh... Why don't we just briefly walk through some of the segments that we're planning on uh, on producing on, on sketch? Are we doing it in any particular order? <laughs> well, okay. So we'll start with your your editorial idea this this notion of a more heavy subject, uh, like the history of free speech, or maybe some other themes. Well, patriotism, all the, celebrity. All the all the stories in the magazine reflect themes that we're going to be talking about. So. Obsession with celebrity, patriotism. Um, we'll even do a little section on inductive and deductive reasoning, which is w- one of the stories has a little kind of joke about that. Drug prohibitionism, your favorite subject. <laughs> right, right. So Sketchy. So for, th- for that section, the where these are all the kind of hot topics editorial parts that I'm very interested in. Right, right. But we, we got some other ones. Like, More uh, fun stuff. Th- talking about... The news that's happening. We're we're aware of some uh, groups of people who insist on living in the past. We we hear about uh, ISIS today, but they're not the one, Boko Haram or whoever they one are. One of many examples. Yeah. So we have a little Al segment. Shabab. There's there's fucking tons of these fucking guys. We have a little segment we like to call "What Century Is This?" Right. Where we're going to be referring to news that should have occurred hundreds of years ago, but <laughs> is occurring today. We also have, we're also going to do movie, TV, uh, and book reviews. So if I'm Not necessarily contemporary stuff, too. There's no, a lot no, of, no, no. A lot of gold from those, the early days, days of film and television. Well, I mean, the stuff I'm going to be talking about is stuff that I think is noteworthy. I'm not going to be talking about Big Bang Theory, okay? Right. Unless it's the shit all over it. No, we're going to be talking about the good stuff. So I'm going to be, we're going to be talking about not only the 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 works themselves but also the people behind them so we're going to be talking about guys like Orson Welles or Norman Lear or all the kinds of people that really influence these types of mediums uh, we're also going to have just a section on just pure history so there's a lot of historical figures that I feel have been totally fucking ignored man you know like for a variety of reasons or Unknown civilizations. Like, do you know that we have never figured out the Etruscan language? The Etruscans were the ones, by the way, that the Romans copied. They copied the aqueducts. They copied their many of their religious gods, not just from the Greeks. But here's a whole civilization that we know so little about. So we're going to be talking about them and just all kinds of lost civilizations and lost historical figures. Uh, what about uh, book reviews? In well, the margins. In the, so in the margins is not just 
um, where we're going to be talking about books, but we're also going to be talking about the authors themselves. Because to understand a book, you must understand the author. If you've if you've only ever read an author's book and never read their biography, yeah. You're fucking not doing yourselves any favors here. You've well, got to understand the person before you can understand the work. One opinion. of the things I like to do is when I, when I listen to older, uh, older jazz, older classical music, I try to find out a little bit about how that music was controversial for the time. Uh, I find it makes it a lot more interesting. If, you, if you're listening to some, I don't know, Mozart or you're listening even to some uh, old um, Oscar, Oscar Peterson, if if you can understand, not don't just hear it or see it as kind of a, an old style that everybody has copied since. But if you see it as shattering the rules of the time, it becomes way way more enriching as a, as an experience. Well, the, I think the biggest and most important element that we're going to be talking about in, in sketchy is we're going to give you context, motherfucker. You know, if you're list, if you're reading a book, what is the context of this book? If you're listening to a song. What's the fucking context? This is the thing that we've lost in society, ladies and gentlemen. We don't understand context. So, if anything, Sketchy Magazine is about providing you a little bit of goddamn context. But, you know, it's not all heavy stuff. Uh, once in a while, I'm going to chime in with my own current hobby, mixology. Uh, and we, we call this section Spirited Science. Well, he, uh, We're going to get a little tipsy. We'll give you some nice drink recipes. Our uh, team here them... isn't just a mixologist. He's an amateur scientist here. So he's right. going to be dropping some science along with his mixology. We're going to give you a nice uh, cocktail recipe. We're going to drink that cocktail live. Loudly. and <laughs> Loudly. And while we're doing that, we're going to attempt to talk about some science. So it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like drunk history, but... Right. With science. Drunk science. The best drunk. kind. <laughs> the only kind. We're going to generate a lot of curious hypotheses. I think that's as much as we can say. We're also going to have, actually, musicians <laughs> on the show. So I know quite a few musicians, and I've wanted to include music as a portion, because I think that music is one of the, you know, the big... Big threes of art, you know what I mean? Like if you were to describe the visual, the auditory, and, uh, well, I don't know the other one. I guess it would be acting or whatever. The emotional or... I'm not quite sure how you would describe, like, the that, 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 that aspect of art. Right. right. But you know what I mean. So all these elements are kind of covered. And what else do we have? We're, we're also going to have, say? like... Well, we're going to have um, mailbags, so fans and people who want to ask questions we're going to answer all questions that come our way so we'll have yeah, those kinds of segments well basically the, the system well. that's uh, being set up or has been set up to fund the sketchy magazine is something called patreon uh how did you come across patreon how's it different from what you did before well i when i wrote the book <clears throat> the bible stories book i did that on uh, indiegogo well i i did it on kickstarter as well but unfortunately Kickstarter, you couldn't use it as a Canadian for a while. Oh. But the problem with Kickstarter and Indiegogo is that you, let's say you have an idea for a project and you do a one-time fundraising. Well, the problem with one-time fundraising is that sometimes you might run out of money or the project might go awry. Or, you know, sometimes like a project can take a really fucking long time. Our goals might change. And uh, trying to buffer this huge piece of work up over the course of, what, a year or two. Two, right. Can take be... a really long time. So what, what's, what's the... different about Patreon, especially for our listeners? Well, the great thing about Patreon is that, number one, is it's, it's kind of a c continual 
relationship that you're forming with someone. Obviously, it comes from patronage, which is this ancient idea, if you want, where artists would seek the patrons, rich individuals. Now, obviously, in the medieval time, it'd be like kings, dukes, people with money. But nowadays, the interesting thing about patronage is that you don't need one person giving you thousands of fucking dollars. Instead, you need thousands of people giving you one dollar. So the cool thing about Patreon is that this is a system where people can go on and pay based on certain goals. So with, with Sketchy Magazine, what we decided to do was that you would pay one dollar, let's say for the basic PDF, electronic version per magazine. This right. is not per month or whatever. It's per magazine. So when you produce it, they get it and then they pay. Exactly. They, but what if what if you decide to produce, only after I pay? What if you decide to produce a thousand in a month? Big scam. What right. happens then? Well, see, that's actually the that's the smart thing about Patreon because people can put a limit. Obviously, if you, <laughs> some some guy could be like, "Hey, I'm going to charge you a dollar, but I'm going to release a thousand things." Wow, I charged everyone a thousand dollars. What a scam! What a scam! <laughs> Evidently, you know. So there's built-in safeguards there are built in against safeguards. that. So and it's and and some people might be like, "Well, for instance, I really want to support this person quite a bit per magazine at the beginning." But then they might be like, well, if he's already done five or six, he may not need me as much. Right. So, again, it, it allows people to choose their limit. Choose and, their limit. Right. And and the, the great thing about Patreon, too, is that the way we set up the sketchy magazine is that it's really up to listeners to decide when the next one comes out. Because until we reach, let's say, even 200 subscribers... This is a yearly magazine. <laughs> right. So we're not going to be releasing it very often if there's not a lot of interest. But there's a ladder and... Uh, but there's the a ladder. like get, more subscribers you get, right. the more often they come out. Past, I think, 300, then we'd be about twice our, a year. Then when we reach about 1,000, then we'd be every three months. And then once, once we reach 2,000 and more, then we'd be a monthly magazine. Yeah. But, you know, 2,000 subscribers, I mean, that's going to take some time. We're, we're, we're being realistic here. Yeah, but, you know, I think, uh, I said it before, I think sketchy is, uh, is a lot broader of a subject than some of your atheist work and mixed martial art. Well, yeah, I've, I've, been, been, <laughs> I've been in niche markets for a long time. You've been in niche markets and have, have tapped those quite well. Um, but sketch, sketchy is different, too, because I think uh, a lot of people believe in it, and they're not just curiously interested in the subject they really believe in free speech and they genuinely are offended when it gets stamped out but i mean even even then like we're making sketchy sound like some serious magazine where we're just you know just fighting the man and everything's just so really just serious no it's not that serious okay we're we don't take ourselves too seriously and really, Sketchy was originally intended as a place for me to publish a lot of my short story ideas or comics, you know, like one-time little comic ideas that I had going on in my head. And, I mean, if it, if it ends up being controversial, that can that's great. But ultimately, it was just about just, again, expressing myself in, you know, in a media that, uh, let's say, is not a book. Here's what I discovered. People don't really read books no more. I wrote a book, and I realized that uh, it's a hard sell. 
But people like to read fucking small shit. This is why you go on the internet. You know, you read an article here. You watch a five-minute video. You're all... You have no fucking attention span, world. This is what you're like now. So I understand. I get it. This is why I made a magazine. Because you have no fucking attention span. Bite-sized. It's bite-sized. Uh, where can we find the Patreon site? How do we get hooked up with that? Well, if you go to www.patreon.com slash sketchy, then you can go to the Patreon page and you can sign up there. We have three different sign-up packages. The first one is a dollar. You get to the PDF, and that's your basic one. And if that's all you can afford, that's fine. Please, we the more people are subscribed, the better. And... We want you to go tell your friends if you think they'll like it. A dollar per magazine, we think that that's pretty fucking square, right? That's- that basically allows uh, allows people to support you and the, and the works that are coming out, but also the other artists who contribute. Right. Well, that's Jake wants I mean, to be a good patron himself of I, the arts. I can't pay them unless I get paid. So. The more I get from the magazine, the more are other you know more artists I can bring on board. And like I said, the, the one thing that artists fucking hate is that they get disrespected and never get paid. I don't want to not pay my dudes. You know, like I already asked them for the first magazine. I'm like, can you give me this one for free? But the second magazine, there is zero fucking chance that I'm not going to give them money for it because I'm I'm not get that kind of guy. I'm not right. I'm not going to fucking be like, oh, I'm going to expose you on my magazine. So the ads people are going to notice in uh, Sketchy Magazine are uh, are humorous, right? Well, yes. Are, are they genuine or are they humorous? Well, like Bogsmith's yeah. Gin. Can I go out and get a, a case or a can of Bogsmith's? No, we'll never sell alcohol. But we our hope is in the future, if any of those satirical ads really get popular, we may make products and, you know, like maybe T-shirts or... Um, we, we, I even <laughs> think about writing a ma- uh, workout manual for that uh, K25 K25 routine. routine I mean there's there's tons of plans it really does depend on how the reaction is from everybody like we, we will leave it up to the subscribers to decide like ultimately you can speak through your own patronage that's how you speak you're like well I want to support this one well good there's a way for you to do it. And the more people who support it, the more that we're going to work on this. So the great thing about Sketchy is I have left this up to fucking people to support. And if they don't, if they decide that it's a fucking big pile of fucking crap, then I'm going to make one a year, and that is it. But I have a feeling that most of you are going to want more. That's my feeling. That's Vote my, that's... with your patronage. Through yeah. patronage, you have a voice. Well, that's the neat thing. I mean, it's like democracy through money. Right. right. Which is kind of the that, sad truth. That sounds like a horrible way to run a country. <laughs> Man, it's all, kind of the way it works. Let me tell you, all the citizens really are united. Right. Right. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so, uh, Money talks. Just one last, uh, one last point we should mention. This is the free podcast, right? That's We're going right. to do one of these a month, approximately. Well, we'll no, see how it goes. No, 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 not one a month. One a magazine. One a magazine. Gotcha. So every time a new magazine comes out... We're going to release a, a free uh, podcast right. that's going to give a preview about what we're, what's coming up and that kind of stuff. We'll also talk about how when free speech really started to, let's say, matter, which was after the invention of the printing press, which is when a person's speech could go from, say, just one voice to having tens of thousands of different voices. So 
the 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 history of the printing press is really the short history of our own introduction to you know the the real power of free speech and then later on we'll also cover the european wars of religion which were completely related to people expressing their own individual ideas and that was about hey maybe the catholic church isn't awesome yeah well that was a free speech issue and then we'll also cover in America, the place that always loves to boast that they're the defenders of free speech, little do they know that it, the second president of the United States almost destroyed their First Amendment. So we'll be going to be talking about uh, that one, the crazy Oops. Aliens and Sedition Act, which almost destroyed your First Amendment. So that's going to be the first show that we're going to be doing. And we also have kind of an after dark, like really sketchy uh, <laughs> podcast as well. Well, see, this one's less history. This one's more... We're going to be doing a little bit of that uh, drinking and talking about some science. mostly spirited science. Spirited science. So but we'll we'll be talking about all the different what, what things going on again? the news. What do we call it? Which one? What's the title of the After Dark version? Oh, sketchy as fuck. Sketchy as fuck. Once the next magazine's going to be released, there's going to be a whole bunch of other fucking topics that we're going to be talking about. I mean, just a just a nutty amount of shows. Really nutty. It's just a nutter. nutty. But like we said, all of this is contingent on fan reaction. So, if fan reaction is good, all of a sudden, I guess it's going to force us to do more shows. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. We'd be forced. Of course, they'd be paying Coerced us. So. Through money. Through, through money and success. What a horrible world that would be. No, I mean, we want to, We don't want to give the wrong impression. This is a shoestring budget. But yeah. we think it can grow into something great. Yeah, well... Great for everyone. The, we, the reason we kept Sketchy so cheap... Because we ultimately believed that it was just a matter of numbers, right? It's a numbers game. We have a few thousand subscribers, and it changes the whole fucking game. So why not make it a dollar? I mean, sure, it's going to take longer for us to get to our goal. But I think that once we achieve that goal, the, the limits yeah. uh, will be unfathomable. The reach is more important, especially at the beginning. You yeah. just defend a large swath of I people. sure fucking hope so. Sorry. Send us your letters. Sorry, we not want... sorry. See, we're one of those magazines that want you to send oh, I can't wait letters. for us to get our first angry tweet or oh. angry letter. Oh, it's going to be glorious. It could even be a segment. We we're going to have so about. much fun with that. We haven't even thought about this segment. Angry mailbag. Yep. Angry mailbag. There's yep. many possibilities. Perfect. But this is not a magazine that plays it safe. Nope. So the future is bright. With that, my name is Jacob14. I'm T-Bod. Welcome to Sketchy Magazine. We'll hope we'll catch you later.